In a world full of noise and confusion, it's hard to focus on what's really important. In a culture where religion has become a grab bag of ideas, the precision of language is necessary for the proclamation of truth. This podcast is dedicated to that type of precision. I'm not sure what we'll talk about each day in this podcast, but you can rest assured that as our thoughts and questions continue, we will search the scriptures in order to know the truth. So let's get started. Are you listening? We're coming back today to our discussion on depression, and I'm not really sure exactly where I should go. I've had so many people reach out to me in the last few days that I'm a little inundated by the conversations. It breaks my heart and grieves me deeply to see so many people alone in their journey with depression. It saddens me to know that well-meaning Christians would say that pastors who suffer from depression are not believers or have lost their spiritual focus or are engaged in some type of sin. These are the things that need to stop. We as a culture have frowned upon all sorts of things that are normative in the context of the human mind and the human body, but rather we want to give excuses for things that are habitual and caused by external choices. Depression is a very dark thing. It is not something that you can just snap out of. It is not a mood. For years, I sat on the right side of the counseling desk listening to people talk about their depression and their loneliness and their joylessness and their hopelessness. And I would not grasp what they were trying to say, and I would offer advice like, go for a brisk walk or buy yourself a cat or you know, find more time for prayer, involve yourself in volunteerism, missions, and the like. Now, these aren't bad things to consider, but really, they're just silly. I remember after getting my degree in counseling, all of the classes that I took and the books that I read and the papers that I wrote and the case studies that I produced pointed me to all the different ins and outs of how to counsel someone in depression, and lo and behold, when I found myself on the other side of the desk, it was a different story. Ever since that time, I've never given the same counsel again. I've never utilized my learning or education in the field of counseling in the conversation with someone who is suffering with depression. I've learned that it is only by the mere grace of God through His Word by the Spirit that someone can be healed from such a thing. I've learned that though there are many circumstances, as we spoke about yesterday, or in things that we do in life that may cause depression or make it worse, there's only one thing that will take it away. There is only one healer. There is only one answer, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'd love to be able to give you this information and say, well, you know, if you just listen to what I'm saying and do what I do, depression will never plague you again. Beloved, that has been true for me, though the feelings are still there at times, but it is not always true for everyone, for sometimes in the midst of the darkest of our days, the gospel of Jesus Christ shines the greatest. And I will say to you as we continue in these things this week, that for me, my depression was a wonderful blessing. It was a curse, of course, and it was part of the reason, as we stated, it is the reason we have depression is because we are in a fallen and cursed world with a fallen and cursed people. But it is also a blessing because it was my depression. It was that season that God used to establish a sound faith and 
teach me several things. And that's all I can share with you today, is that God taught me that my depression was a blessing because he took some things from me and taught me these things. One, he taught me that I was not sufficiently able to have the mind of Christ if he did not give it to me. I was not sufficiently able to know the things of Christ if he did not grant it. I was not sufficiently able to hold fast to the confession of my hope in Jesus, that is my faith, if he did not gift it. So I learned that it was not my mind and the sharpness of my ability to think and the cognitive functions of my uh, brain that kept me sharp and helped me be productive in life as a thinker, as a teacher, as a father, as a husband, as a pastor, but it was just the mere grace of God. He also taught me that there was nothing that I could do to be successful in life, in ministry, in marriage, nothing. There is no rule or plan or any type of thing that I could employ that would put me in a place where I could say, look, I have accomplished these things. He taught me in this season of my life that except that he grants it, it will never come to pass. I learned more about God's sovereignty in my depression than I ever learned through any study of the Scripture. Now, do not hear what I'm not saying. Yes, I learned it through the Scripture, but it became real to me, and I understood the application of how we should look at God and His sovereignty in the midst of my hopelessness. I want to talk more about this, friends. I believe that this podcast may end up being a longer one for the end of the week, maybe an hour maybe even some Q&A and some interaction with some of you. I'm praying for each of you by name, and I'm thankful that you've reached out to me. For those of you who aren't familiar with what I'm speaking of, go listen to the last few days of our podcast. Many Christians suffer with depression. Many pastors suffer with depression, and they do not know where to turn. But I'll tell you, Christ is sufficient. And tomorrow, that's what we're going to talk about, the sufficiency of the gospel in the midst of the darkest hour. Are you listening?